This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about growth marketing and finding the right timing, especially when you're doing organic unpaid marketing. So to give you some context, I'm a brand marketer more so these days, and I've retired from my old growth marketing, growth hacking ways, and I'll explain why, but I do think both are really helpful. And in this episode, I want to talk about growth marketing particularly for online and social media. If you don't know your brand, however, I highly recommend going back and listening to previous episodes where we talk about setting the foundation, understanding your brand and your values, because that foundation on which you build upon and you grow an audience upon is really essential, um, because if not, you grow a huge audience and your foundation collapses. And it's really, yeah, it's just so valuable to know yourself, feel comfortable in what you're sharing with the world before you are bringing a lot of people into your world. Now, this topic is relevant because of timing and societal shifts in consciousness. And I recognize that you all are such a powerful community of change makers and now could hypothetically, depending on where your mind is at, be an opportunity to capitalize on the newfound interest and appetite for more thoughtful work and people seeking new truth and inspiration. And so with that, I want to support you. Our segments for this episode is one, some context additionally on the need for this topic and why I felt it was relevant to share now. Two, will be growth marketing. We're really going to get into understanding the marketing funnel in particular and understanding timing a bit and then our culture rec will support you in understanding this at your own leisure in more depth because I think the education of growth marketing is really powerful as always please share this podcast on social tell a friend rate and review it wherever you're listening I'm grateful to be on this creative journey with you I'm so happy that we're at this cadence of new podcasts each Sunday because in this in-between, I'm finding so many ways to grow our podcast audience and take on additional opportunities. And when some of those things come to fruition in a huge way, I'll definitely give an announcement in the meantime. Yeah, definitely appreciate you. Let's get into it. So if you feel comfortable with what you're sharing in the world, you have an understanding of what your brand stands for and such, now you're ready to enter growth marketing mode, which is focused on growing your audience. In marketing, the key to growth is really understanding the marketing funnel. So how not only you gate people's awareness, but you actually move them towards conversion. We'll get into that in more depth. But I get a ton of questions that are, are along the lines of how do I reach people? How do I get an audience? How do I bring people in? And there's a slow and organic kind of slow process to do that. And then there's a more strategic angle, which is the marketing funnel. And I want to make sure that I'm serving you all. And so for me, I've been hesitant to create 
podcast episodes that were too focused on this because I'm a little over at growth hacking and getting attention. And this is because for me personally, I don't need to make money from a lot of the things that I'm creating in the world. So it's kind of selfish. However, it's really beautiful to be in a position where you are maybe doubling down and able to convert people from your art and and make money that way. I think it's clear right now the need for this topic because with coronavirus, with the Black Lives Matter movement of activists really picking up and inviting themselves into this space, I think there's just a huge shift societally. Um, There's an opportunity, and I've seen this, of people to kind of capitalize on a huge new wave of people who are more conscious now and looking for resources and guidance, looking for new artists, new work to be moved to feel. And so in the growth marketer mindset, you'd see, oh, this is a unique timing. This is an opportunity to leverage this shift, this shift in appetite from consumers to gravitate towards my work, gravitate towards my creations, my business, etc. The brand marketer side of me, the brand marketer is just very turned off because sometimes this audience is not necessarily what I want, you know, um, if I'm being really transparent, because my brand and mission is really to increase people's quality of consumption and not necessarily get them to double down on consuming more but really to make them slow down, if you understand what I mean. So I think with this new wave of people who are seeking new inspiration, they have a strong appetite. And so putting yourself in the position of delivering against that can kind of become taxing. This sounds very meta and I'll get into it in a little bit, but I became an activist and have been really focused on diversity, inclusion, and creating more human equity since I was really little. Since I was 15, I was like president of diversity and inclusion club in my high school and focused on closing the minority achievement gap and just so aware of hyper injustices that exist within society and the systemic oppression of people. And it's been always top of mind for me. And and that's how it kind of is once you become deeply conscious. I think for everyone, it's a lens It's a lens that you can no longer remove from your vision and you see a lot of the world and you see the world in this space of this is just, this is unjust, this is just, this is unjust and it's hard to move away from that space personally for me. It's been very difficult and I'm happy to never have moved away from it. That said, I think that certain people deserve to also be invited into certain conversations, especially if they have newfound awareness as to injustice and inequality and such and now is a special moment in history where I think certain subject matters are becoming more commonly known to people and issues are yeah just kind of rising to the surface for them and I shouldn't be so judgmental if it feels late um to be you know joining the party but I'm glad that people have joined and and with that this is how this topic came about is ultimately I see a shift in our societal consciousness and I know more people are going to be joining into the no starving artist community and joining into conversations and that are focused on creating positive change in the world 
And I know that your work and everything that you're creating also has that in mind. You're opening people's consciousness, whether it's creating a business or sharing art or sharing anything with the world. There's a level of integrity that I definitely notice of this community. And with that, you have an opportunity to really shine right now. So I want to get you in the mindset of understanding what growth marketing looks like so you can see if you do have maybe a piece of art take off, if you do have anything go viral, and we can talk about virality and how to reach that. But if those moments happen and you see an influx of intention or interest or or a seedling of it, how to turn that seedling and nurture it into something that's greater. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So in this segment, I want to talk about timing in a meta sense and a less meta sense, and then talk specifically about growth marketing at the foundational level. Then we'll go through the marketing funnel so you can understand the stages at which you move from people and just attracting their awareness to actually bringing them into your community and adopting them as a loyal piece of your audience. And so, yeah, today's episode is really about growing your audience and understanding natural cycles and when timing just makes sense when it's right. So at a meta level, I've been observing this in society at large. It's beautiful to read books on history and human civilization and development and the world and the moon and life just moves in cycles. And some of these cycles truly will work in favor of your visions and the work that you're creating and others may feel like they don't. And maybe you've experienced this before when you have a day and you feel like things are working in your favor or you have a year where you're like, things are really not like aligning with what I'm seeing right now. Just the world isn't responding to it in the way that I would like them to. And it's okay. It's okay if you feel that way. I think, you know, it can kind of be lovely to understand your truth when nobody else understands it. To be like, I'm misunderstood and then see how that cycle changes. If you remain constant and every other variable shifts around you, how you realize you didn't need to change the world needs to work to understand you or shape against you versus you shape against it. Less lovely reasons why society shifts and moves in these cycles is this, obviously, this period of coronavirus and the pandemic. It shifted so many people because we understand our humanity. We have more awareness, I think, globally as to yeah, how temporary life is. Then, of course, we've had ongoing issues in the U.S. with police shootings, ongoing issues globally with a lot of oppression of black people and many other marginalized communities, but black people especially. So now we're in this new era where a lot of people are just hyper aware of the need for change at a global level. It's very beautiful, but the 
root of the need for those changes is not. Timing-wise, less meta is a lot of my friends work as teachers and healers and work in social justice to a very direct level that I don't. And I've noticed with them a big influx in demand for their services, demand and people needing them. They need to, they need to feel like they they feel like they need to stand up and serve as educators. They need to stand up and serve as activists and be these leaders to others. They feel like their art has really gone viral and has been circulated all across social media. Now they have this huge following of people who want more from them and, and are looking to them and need something from them. And it can be really exciting, but it can also be really exhausting. And I know if you've been in this position, it, it comes with a lot. But it's also really valuable to understand that we don't need to chase everybody's attention and really come to coming back to down to earth and grounding yourself in who you are, what you align with is so powerful. Because if you spend a lot of time chasing ongoing vi- that virality or ongoing demand at that level, uh, you'll probably just be very dissatisfied with the direction you turn in, the audience that you cater to, etc. Um, people don't always, uh, you know, sustainably care about what you're sharing and finding the people who are going to be loyalists, loyalists to what you're providing is really valuable. And so I think it's always me, worth me talking about the broader scope of marketing still because there's a power, there's a power in numbers. Um, there's a power in quantity and demand. And I would love for your art, for you to feel like you have a lot of momentum and you feel like you have numbers that represent you, etc. Um, as a step one to understand, Anissa, what's actually going to be something that gets people's attention in the first place? Um, virality is an interesting topic and I can have a whole episode dedicated to that, but on social media and online, it's really simply shareability, virality, shareability. And so you can set up Google analytics. You can set up analytics behind all of your social media platforms so that you can understand what people are responding to and what they're sharing the most of. Whatever they're sharing the most of is most likely to go viral and less shares means less likelihood for virality. The catch with this is usually the things that are shared the most will not usually be what you feel is your best work. So understanding what you think is your best work, your best representation of whatever you're creating in the world, best song, best vision, best artwork, best poem, etc. You should understand what you think that is for yourself because what people respond to is usually not going to be the thing that you think is the best. It's usually going to be something that's very easily digestible. And it doesn't mean that it's dumb. It just means that it's simply digestible. And so a lot of things that go go viral that are easily shared, maybe they won't be what you consider your best work. And so the tendency for a lot of people who experience virality and want to continue to replicate that is they move continually in a direction of creating work that is more shareable, more easily digestible, but doesn't necessarily feel holistically representative of them. So it's always worth just taking certain things into account as to figuring out the balance between how do you create 
enough content that's an entry point for people to visit more of your work but have more of your work so growth marketing I want to define growth marketing now because that's the whole game of growth marketing it's working to create enough of those viral large awareness moments that you're bringing in people to your marketing funnel which then brings and converts people to be loyal to you and stay with you as an audience long term growth marketing is acquisition marketing it's really getting people in gaining their awareness of your creations what you're sharing with the world what you're presenting with the world and yeah I think for myself personally I'm focused on the quality game I really love whoever is listening right now um I love really sharing with people who are already engaging with deeply thoughtful work but it's a small portion of people and so that's why growth marketing is focused on the quantity game at first so you create a big base at the bottom of your funnel and we've talked about finding your target demographic in previous episodes and depending on a company or your personal budget you have the opportunity to go wider than just your niche most targeted demographic you can go a little wider and you can have maybe secondary audiences of people that you want to reach so maybe my primary audience of a person that I want to reach is super specific it's like 30 something lives in New York City has an affinity towards other podcasts that are basically this podcast uh, shops at xyz location blah 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 and I have them super targeted in my mind as to where they might be and what their habits might be and I can show up in front of them but then I might have a secondary audience of somebody who's really different. This podcast might also appeal to retirees who are in a second stage, you know, et cetera. And I can go on. And if your budget is big enough, then you can have secondary audiences. You have tertiary audiences. You have so many audiences that you're also working to attract. Because why not bring all of these people towards your work if you have the budget towards it? If not, you want to be more nimble with your resources and really target the people who are most likely to be most engaged with your work and the reason that it's yeah budget dependent is money just money money efficiency are you willing to lose more money or is being nimble and effective with your money an important thing and it's always yeah it just comes with certain trade-offs etc another thing to think about is yeah truly even if you have a ton of money and you can put more money towards gaining a wider audience do you want the wider audience or do you want people who are just deeply invested and more likely to really be with you for the long run to create deep impact? But, you know, life is fun. We just ebb and flow and we focus in and out of certain things during certain periods of time. I used to be really into growth marketing, like I said. Now I'm more into brand marketing. And the reason for that is just truly needing, feeling the need for more self-preservation and such. But I feel myself moving out of that too. Who knows? Anyways, the whole point of growth marketing is creating a big, big funnel. So I'm going to explain the six stages of the marketing funnel with some brevity because our culture really dives into that and it's a book I highly recommend you to spending some time with. But this is just a fun topic because I'm not sure if it is talked about enough. But this is the six stages of the marketing funnel. The first stage, the widest 
stage, the big, big, big way that you bring people in is through awareness. Awareness is the first one. So awareness is usually that one thing, that hit song, that hit record, that catchy, whatever, that goes viral. This is why historically, yeah, record producers, I mean, record labels always focused on the hits, no matter how great their artist is, their talented musician that they're bringing in, they have to have a certain amount of hits allocated towards each album so that they actually invite in a massive population of people to listen to this album and then go through the more in-depth songs, the songs that are maybe less massively interesting, etc. And it's, yeah, it's always just like a funny balance because there's a lot of people, individuals, influencers, blah, 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 that I follow and I like a lot. And whenever they do certain viral stuff, I'm like, ugh, this is truly not aimed to be something that people sit and pause with or like, you know, really spend time on. And it's because it's the game of business. The game of business is really inviting people in. Maybe somebody listens to this song for like 10 seconds. Maybe somebody sees your artwork for 10 seconds. It's a very reactionary thing when you are inviting people in to this awareness stage which is the first stage it's they see a a tweet from you they see your work in passing it's just very 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 it's the lightest touch so that's awareness stage the next stage is interest so this is usually five minutes maybe somebody read a little blog post that you made maybe somebody listened to the full song that you created maybe somebody read or came across your business and perused around for five minutes and they're deciding on their interest, their interest in your work. And then the next stage is evaluation. And this can really depend on the type of content that you're sharing out with the world, but people evaluate whether or not they're interested in you. Um, And during this period, they can kind of waver. Maybe they follow you, maybe they don't. And then they put you into the next stage, which is a trial And this trial period is seeing if you're fit, if they're really going to stick around and see more of what you're doing. They're kind of uneasy about you and they're kind of feeling it out. They saw some of your work and they like it and they're kind of bought in. But maybe there hasn't been a lot of consistency in the content that you're sharing and the work you're sharing and the art you're creating. And there's just not enough for them to hold and grapple onto. The stage after that is adoption. Adoption stage is really a beautiful stage of you actually taking them under your wing maybe this is you actually bringing them on as a yeah as a client maybe you have a retail business that has a certain uh, amount of products and they buy one of those products and they've adopted into your business but they're not necessarily loyal to you yet and that's the last stage loyalty and hopefully retention so this is building an ongoing relationship with people and so beyond their first interaction with your work or your art or your creations or your business they're going to stick around um and this is a beautiful stage to get to because it doesn't it doesn't it's it's trust and it's human trust and and it's that moment of listening to an artist's full album and it resonating with you and you caring about them and you care about them that you will guaranteed listen to their next album 
and you'll listen to their album after that, even if you don't love that album that they did in between. And it's you've developed a relationship with them. And so how do you actually create work that's not just focused on mass audience and attracting tons of people who are just going to stay with you temporarily, but really people who are invested in you deeply? There's always going to be a balance of that. And I think the biggest exercise to do in our minds to understand the marketing funnel, which I'll repeat, is moving from awareness to interest to evaluation to trial to adoption to loyalty. And that awareness being that biggest population of people that come and engage in your work and then a smaller portion of those people will be interested in you. A smaller portion will evaluate you. A smaller portion will trial you. A smaller portion will adopt into you. And then an even smaller portion of people will be loyal to you. The best way to observe this kind of meta-human psychology growth marketing mindset thing is by looking at your own behaviors. We're all consumers. We are all doing this exact same thing to other artists, to other creators, to other businesses. So when you're online, observe your behaviors. First, who are people that you are following? Are they... Are there artists and entrepreneurs or creators that you admire? How did you come across their work? What made you follow them? And what keeps you engaged with their work? And it's worth thinking about people that you fully bought into and people that you're still kind of, they're on, you know, they're on the teetering line. You don't, you're not sure if you trust them. You're not sure if you're buying into their ecosystem and their, career and whatever they're promoting but you're you know you have them there also doing the exercise of people artists business owners influencers people we admire who maybe piqued our interests but we haven't actually deeply bought into we're not necessarily loyal with even people that you checked out their work and you decided "Mm, i'm not going to follow them i'm not going to engage with them They're curious to me. I'm interested in them, but I haven't adopted. I've evaluated this, but I haven't bought in and trialed it. So what stopped you? What actually stopped you from following through and becoming a loyalist to them? What turned you off? Making note of that. So ultimately, I think that this mindset, whether we fully adopt into it or we don't adopt into it, is helpful to have the awareness of because it puts you in the seat of, being the person who feels powerful and feels knowledgeable around the operations behind marketing, whether you use that growth marketing mindset or not. Our culture wreck is growth hacker marketing, a primer on the future of PR marketing and advertising by Ryan Holiday. And what I enjoyed about this book, though I read it so long ago, is that a lot of people who go down the avenue of being these uh, growth hackers like me get to a point where you're just like, why am I doing this? Why am I using all of this to propel what? To propel what message? What am I promoting? What am I teaching? And it makes you be a lot more reflective on your approach to marketing. However, he's a very amazing marketer. He did a lot of growth marketing and 
helped build billion-dollar brands like Hotmail, Airbnb, Facebook, Dropbox, among others. And I think he has a good understanding of, yeah, that ultimate balance between know how you can create sensation, know how you can create virality, how you can funnel people to grow your business exponentially. And you can decide to do it. You can decide not to do it. He has many books. He's put out books around stillness is the key, understanding our ego and (laughs) and obstacles that move us out of direction of our purpose. And so (laughs) I, I recommend him because it's healthy to have the other side of awareness, awareness around it's not just about the numbers, but the numbers help. Yeah, life is this fun, delicate balance. It's this balance between being okay with who you are, being grounded in who you are, and then understanding that people also want a certain perception of you. People also want to be invited into you and whatever you're creating. And providing them entry points, providing yourself enough. Yeah, it's just such a balance. That's the beauty of life. I think there's a lot of artists' work that I love, and I feel that their work is actually really inaccessible. It's really inaccessible. There's not enough of an entry point that makes it feel welcoming to other people. It's very meta. It's very deep. And sometimes that stuff takes a little, you know, it might not be understood in this lifetime. Are you okay with that? Do you want to be more easily understood in this lifetime? That is a journey of an artist. It's being okay with being misunderstood. It's bending to be understood. It's working to break through. It's a constant evolving process but you have nothing to lose by having the awareness and understanding around the marketing side of things and the growth marketing side of things of how to attract mass audience how to distill that audience into people who are actually deeply interested in you bringing them into a more adoptive period of you and actually having them loyal to you for a career what yeah is what is worth thinking about in these moments of consciousness shift as far as our society is that there are truly these gravitational pulls of people coming to you more organically a lot of the growth marketing stuff that is explored as pertains to business doesn't really account for societal shifts it's really focused on like paid marketing and targeting and assuming that all society remains constant Um, and that's just not what always happens and so yeah just keep that in mind as you read And I hope that you feel more powerful and capable in understanding the human psychology and business mindset in approaching and sharing your work in this way. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm so grateful to be here for you during this time. As always, share your creative journey with me. Share any questions, challenges that you're experiencing to be shared with the community. Always use it as anonymous. Feel free to email me your story at hello at morebyher.com. Leave a review, tell a friend, share this podcast on social. I'm at Anisa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. Grateful to be growing quite literally with you. Appreciate you.